going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Fratcast, coming at you, not live, from a series of Zoom frat quarters. I'm Vince Mancini. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Lum, lum, lum. <laughs> Fuck, I, I couldn't think of one. <laughs> it, it happened so fast. It just like the music was playing. I was like, I'm excited to do the frog cast. And then I was like, well, you need you need a song, dude. And then I couldn't think of a song. And oh, I like that um, you just started frantically screaming lum. Like it was yeah. going to turn. Lum, lum, lum. Oh, no, there's no melody. <laughs> like literally it's the me, part of my brain. That's inner monologue. There's not a song to this. Oh, no. <laughs> It's the part, just like the part of my brain that is just a, a monkey, uh, like a wind up monkey, just bashing symbols together, just yeah. went on overdrive and was like, lom, 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 lom. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. boy. Anyways, uh, happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you back. We also uh, rejoining us, our friend Jessica Seeley. Hey, somebody get me a Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as like a comedian's catchphrase. Yeah, that's that's the somebody new Somebody get Ducky, me a Pedialyte. Yeah, I said someone get me a Pedialyte. All right, I'm sorry. I don't also, know why. Now that I'm a woman in my 30s, it's like this is my. I'm elder. I'm branding myself as elderly. It's it's good to get a jump on the elderly brand. <laughs> it really is because you know at some point you just can't brand yourself as like, hey, I'm just a cool wacky young person, you know, because you know we're too old to skateboard now. Yeah, yeah. Now you just like, I love Metamucil for my bomb bomb and Pedialyte yeah. for my tom tom. I need a I need a psyllium husk for my doo doo. <laughs> I, I want to have a clean doo doo hole. <laughs> I've been I've been roof racking though. Oh, for real? Fracking it up. What's that? Yeah. You yeah. Been surfing? Roof fracking. I've been fracking my roof off over here. <laughs> I've been taking all the tar, all the tar sands from my roof and selling it to uh, Exxon. That's what that's what me and Matt call surfing because you yeah. need a roof rack to put your board on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. If, you're, if you're a serious surfer, you got a roof rack. You, you roof rack, the roof rack's on, you go for a surf. Oh, that's great. You've been going surfing? I have, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. I need to do that more. Well, well, you know, let's go together. I've been I'm, going. I'm, I'm super down. I've been going in Huntington Beats and Beats. Yeah, Huntington Beats. <laughs> I just had a stroke, so that <laughs> uh, I like it when Nazis watch me surf. Oh yeah, yeah, that is the fun thing about Huntington Huntington Beach is you, uh, you know that like some of the people out there surfing are like, oh, this is just something I do for fun between clan rallies. It's <laughs> like, oh, we don't relate at all. And then like, and then when I. <laughs> when I uh, wipe out, they're like, try not being such a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good advice. No, I, I always assume that most of the surfers are cool and it's all the people that don't surf that are Nazis. I think that's fair. I feel like a lot of the surfers there are just trying to rinse off between backyard brawls. No. <laughs> you could be right. No, I mean, I guess like there's for sure you're going to find a good amount of surfers in the surf community uh, with some pretty crazy reactionary views. But I think for the most part, if you are surfing pretty regularly, like I can't imagine you're anything but like at least moderately chill 
with all kinds of people. It fucking mm. it, it 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 does cleanse you, Vince. You don't. It, it's cleansing, I've Vince. Surfed, and, this, and, and you Vince, know what? You know what? You know what, Vince? This is why you don't get Moana. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the reason. That's true. No, I've that's done a true. lot of surfing in my life, and I, I and it's like, oh, surfers are like super fun and chill until they're like. You know, threatening to stab you because you're not from that surf break and you're. Well, yeah. If you go to like a locals only beach. Super chill, but also super territorial and violent. Well, they're like, especially in the Bay Area, I find like a lot of Santa Cruzy stuff. They're the meth meth surfers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some real methed out surfers. but Yeah, those guys do do dawn patrol because they just don't go to sleep. (laughs) Because they're just on meth. That was where I learned to surf in Santa Cruz. So maybe that's why. Santa Cruz scares me. I don't like surfing in Santa Cruz. I, I've also, never surfed in Santa Cruz. One time when I was surf, surfing in Santa Cruz um, with my girlfriend who broke my heart, um, we got we got robbed while we were surfing. Like in the in the ocean or no? They, like yeah, okay. like they, they paddled over and they were like, "Give us your fucking <laughs> shit." <laughs> no, like our car got robbed while we were in the water. Yeah, I could and see they, that. They stole like her really nice violin. Oh, that sucks. And they fucking stole a huge bag full of our dicks. <laughs> all like all the dicks that you use. Yeah, well, yeah, like we they had, literally like... stole a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? that sounds like a joke. Oh. No, like we had, and they're expensive too. Bring back my like... dick bag, you dick bags. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we filed a police report because the violin was super expensive. <laughs> so that's the, uh, the one violin like... and one bag of dicks. <laughs> he was like, "Is there anything unusual that would help us identify?" And I was like, "Yeah, um, we had like a double penetrator, like a fucking." <laughs> Oh, I like. Oh my god! I mean, I like the idea that he he'd just be like, so uh, with this bag of dicks, like, do we do we price those by the pound? Is there like a specific number of dicks that it's is it per dick? What kind of dick prices? Uh, do you have a bag of dick insurance? Uh, do you have an insurance policy that covers your bag of dicks? I also. And, uh, uh, what is the premium? I mean, since you led with her breaking your heart, I was less concerned about the burglary. I was just, I was kind of just thinking about the fact that she broke your heart, uh, like during oh, surf- was really that after surf- surfing, where she's just like, ah, I don't know, dude, my heart's pretty walled off today. It's like, it's like close out, close out city that, in there. Honest- it's close it was, out city in my heart. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of a turning point. Like her violin helped her access her like romantic feelings for me. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what it was? The dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking it's the violin this whole time, but. No, it was the bag I, of dicks. It was like your entire sex life was gone in a, in a, in a flash. Yeah. Well, I mean, you live, you learn, you move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I, I'm going to say not surfers who did it. I'm going to say just pure, for the love of the game, meth addicts did that. I do feel yeah. like Santa Cruz is the place where like every hippie who did too many drugs and just like wanted needed to crash out for a while, it's like where they yeah. go. I mean, yeah. every every beach community has like its creeps, but like Santa sure. Cruz, every time I get to Santa Cruz, like I'm like, this is so beautiful. Uh-huh. I'm so thrilled to be here. Look at the butterflies. Oh, I'm... <laughs> You know, I'm doing a fun comedy show. And then by the next day that I'm like leaving, I'm like, get me out of here. I'm so freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I spent fucking what is it like four and a half years there uh, for college. And yeah, by the end of it, um, 
there was this feeling of claustrophobia that I had because it's kind of a small town. Even I mean, yeah. you know, it's a college town. It's got like fifty thousand people in it, but it's it, which is a to me that's a fucking tiny well, town. And it's not that yeah. easy to get in and out of. No, it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible to get in and out. You you have to have a car or else you have to take this fucking bus. Highway 17 is fucking insane. You cannot drive that shit uh, without having at least three panic attacks. And uh, and you just feel trapped there. And they're like, well, you could go to Watsonville and be like, <laughs> I'd literally rather kill myself. Like, it, How dare there's, you? Well, listen. I'm just saying it is like you feel trapped uh, in like a, a strip of, of like small beach towns. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why. And yeah. I mean, that's why uh, Lost Boys and uh, and what was the other one that's after Get Out? Us. Uh, us. Uh, yeah. Us. Like there, it's like the perfect setting for those movies. Yeah. Because it really does. You really feel like you're trapped in this town. And if everybody you, like it seems like people could all go crazy at, at some point and then you just kind of be stuck in this town and you can't get out. Yeah, there's something, it's kind of weird because like for me, like the beach is like my paradise. Like I really, yeah. have, I really have this connection to the water, but like some days it doesn't work. Like um, one of the first days that it was smoky down here in LA, like it was also super fucking hot. And I was like, mm. I just need to go for a swim in Santa Monica and then come home. Yeah, And then I got to Santa Monica and it's just so humid and hot. I'm like sweating and it's like COVID. So everyone's like all masked up and like looking around. Like, all right, yeah. And then like I get to the beach and then there's the pier and then it's just like filthy. <laughs> yeah. And there was this current that came up that was super warm water, which was part of our heat wave and then the smoke. So then like when I, when I went swimming in the water, like it felt like dirty warm it felt Uh, warm and dirty yeah and then i was like it's not even refreshing yeah yeah swimming in a giant bowl of piss and then there was like this and then and then there was this like um this huge flock of pigeons that was just flying around and i was like they're flying usually they don't fly around they usually just like walk around on the ground that is if that's a it sign was, of the end times when all the pigeons very, are like, this city living's not for me. I'm, I'm moving to the country. Yeah. Even the pigeons. Well, the, I think the, I wonder how much the smoke freaks the birds out. Yeah. I don't know. Probably a lot. You know, that's like their home, the air. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They're probably real they sensitive li- about the air. Yeah. Yeah. Their air is like, that's where they fly. That'd be like, like when, when the, the AQI on our phone is like unhealthy for sensitive groups, birds are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they raise a wing. That's up. They raise That's a wing. Right here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The air here was uh, pretty terrible for a while. Also, uh, my family has this cabin like up in the mountains that we've had for like my great grandparents bought it, and uh, nice. I you know I moved away. I hadn't been to the. We used to go every summer. I hadn't been for twenty years. We went like uh, I don't know three weekends ago. And I was like, "Oh, wow, this is this is actually pretty cool." So then I like invited like my brother and sister-in-law and then we we're going to go the next weekend and then uh my mom called and they're like, "Oh, we're getting evacuated." And then uh and then it burnt down. So like <laughs> it had been there oh for Oh my god. Like uh, it'd been there. It's like 100 year, years old and uh oh, oh no. I, I hadn't visited for 25 years and then a week after I visited for the first time in 25 years, it immediately burned down. It, it was just waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
that, waiting that for me is, to have a little bit more potential joy in my life before right 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 go i mean it was it was letting you enjoy it one last time sure, you know yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. kind of like you know uh, the, it was close to the end it knew it and it was like come see me before i die yeah um, vince, how, vince how's your mental health uh, i'm all right it's fine it's uh it was it was bad I, when i like couldn't ride my bike because it was too smoky but it's like now i'm kind of just like ah, eh, fuck it well that's good yeah I, yeah. I I mean I gotta say that's a sad story, but the saddest thing that you said uh, so far since this podcast uh, started um, is twofold. Number one, that you've surfed a bunch of times, and yet you and I have never been surfing. Yeah, you never invite and, me, dude. And, and number two, uh, <laughs> that you have a brother, brother-in-law. Oh, I did not. I have, thought you had. I did not. I have thought a you brother. had. A, that's right. Okay, I thought you had I a seat. A secret Mancini brother no. out there, and I was like, "If you have a brother this whole time, and Love you didn't tell evil. me, well, I've never met yeah. your brother Spadackle. Yeah, you don't need to meet him, but you've heard of him. Yeah, that's you, true. You've, you've heard, heard many a story. Yeah, I don't think I would like to go surfing with Vince because he'd like immediately be, be better than me. Yeah, eh, not, not, I do feel not like you would surfer. have like. Yeah, you would have natural you know what, ability. Though? You you would say that, and then it would be really fucking annoying because then you'd be good at it. Yeah, I can paddle yeah, yeah. fast. That's about it. I can't stand up. See, that's good, amazing. Though. That's ninety nine. That's that's of all surfing. of it. That's all of surfing. Standing up is just like yeah. Then that's you some, stand up. That's something like, you learn as a toddler. Yeah, not <laughs> when you're from a landlocked place. No, no. What I'm saying is like you know how to stand up on your own two feet in real life, oh, right? Sure, sure. Boom. Yeah, you, but I'm not you, moving on a fucking walled up, closed out tube, dude. Well, first of all. <laughs> Uh, if you can even just catch like fucking like whitewash, dude, then you're already <laughs> as good of a surfer as I am. Yeah, I'm well. like a, I'm very whitewashy. Yeah, listen, it's for me. You no know who the best that. surfer in the world is. You know who the best surfer in the world is. The who? person out there having the most fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard that on a documentary about surfing. It was a really good surfer who said that though. So I was it. I feel was like it when step into liquid. It was either step into liquid or riding giants. I forget which one. It was probably step into liquid. Because I don't think anyone riding giants has fun. <laughs> yeah, that no, doesn't look dude. like fun at all. No desire. No desire for Don't that. understand it. Can't even really look at it without like chills running down my spine. People who are like riding 70-foot waves and they're like, oh, it's crazy, dude. And I'm like, no, it's actually literally crazy. It's not like, oh, crazy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's insane. And then they always up yeah. the ante. It's like, oh, yeah. And then like the break's really shallow and there's these... Uh, this coral that sticks up like <laughs> knives, like right in the place yeah, it's where like you fall. A, like knife coral. Uh, it's got great white sharks. Uh, like half of it is just lava, and it's already <laughs> on fire. Um, there's a guy on the beach with a gun, and he's got a sniper rifle. And if you don't catch the wave, he will shoot you in the head. Dude, it's pretty it, chill. <laughs> I just I don't go out if it's more than five feet. No, oh hell no. Yeah, no. Dude, do you know how big a five foot wave is? It, it's it's insane. Five feet, that's from, that's not the face, that's from front to back. Right. It's it's insane. People, when it, it, you you think of a five-foot wave, like I remember when I- still I, don't understand how they measure waves. It's like the most confusing thing in the world. It's it's when it breaks, like it's like this. Uh -huh. For all of you that can't see, I'm doing a circle. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Making a wave it, with my arm. Yeah, you're making a curl. from here to here. What? Oh, what? That's it? Yeah, dude. Oh, that explains it even that more. That doesn't make dude. any sense to me. Why would they measure it like that? That's just silly. So well, they're measuring for people who want to get barreled. That's how you would measure a sound wave or any other kind of wave. Oh, all right. We're oh, going to get oh, science on me. 
Oh shit! No, that's when crazy. When you're surfing, it's like everything's a wave, and everything in life, you know. Yeah. Everything's everything's a wave. Sound wave, light wave. Hell yeah! Um, microwave. Microwave. The wave that you do at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. All the waves. Chill and then wave. When you're surfing, you're in that. New oh, wave music. Just inside it. Oh, that's crazy. I did not know that. And it also explains why uh, early on in surfing, I uh, was like, you know, there was like a day that was like, it was like five foot. And I was like, oh, that's fine, dude. I'm fucking six foot six. Yeah. I'm not going to have a problem. And then I got out there and I was like, these are giant. Why <laughs> also, do these look giant? Also, when you're paddling out, you're laying down looking up at Yeah, them. it's even worse. It's <laughs> even worse. You're, you're, yeah, you're, it's not like you're standing on the water going like, oh, I could take this to the chest. Yeah. The shit is like, like fucking from the bottom of your eyes all the way up. It looks like the fucking like World Trade Center is collapsing. On I also you. feel like when you say five <laughs> feet, even if the face is five feet, it's like, it's not like you have to imagine standing on the bottom. You have to imagine like there's a ledge that's five feet above the ground and you're about to just like jump off of it. Then it's yes, like, well, now exactly. it's a lot, lot scarier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's basically yeah. surfing is scary and no one should do it, but uh, we should all go surfing that's together. Awesome. Though. Super chill. Um, um, super chill. What was it? Oh, I was just going to say like in in 12 step programs, they're they're always like. They're always like, you don't have a higher power greater than you. Like, try to stop a wave sometime. So, like, <laughs> recent, recently I went out and I, like, pretended to be trying to stop them. <laughs> I was just like, I just, like, thought it would be funny. And were, were, you like, holding, were you holding your, your palm up to it? Like, yeah, I am like, I God? I was like, I was like <laughs> everyone watching me must have been like, She's going to do it. <laughs> no, everyone watching you was like, oh, she's in recovery. But it like, but then Especially it, in but Santa then Cruz. it, it like yeah. slaps you in the face so hard. And then I yeah. just laugh and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I want to get a boogie board uh, for the times when uh, I can't roof rack because uh, I, I don't know. Like, because I'm a bitch. Well, here's the thing. Now that I'm all the way in Eagle Rock, it's like uh, a little bit longer of a ride. And um, the, just the way my surfboard vibrates on the top of my car, uh, it sounds like a swarm of bees for about an hour. Mm. And it's a very unsettling sound. So I, yeah. you know, I mean, you're in, a, sometimes, you're in a Civic. It looks like you might get airborne if you're... Uh, it, it does. It does. Catches. It's like the shit is made out of fucking aluminum foil. And I'm just yeah. like, this fucking balsa wood fucking car is gonna fly off into the sunset yeah uh, anyways guys we got big news this week um oh i love news i mean we usually don't I have don't. usually don't tell me usually we can, <laughs> <laughs> usually we can just shoot the shit but this week there's important news to cover in the movie world and that is that vin diesel uh has a single out Oh my God! I heard so, about this, but I did not listen because I was like, "I'm gonna save it for the broadcast." Yeah, you did a good thing there. Um, and it's uh, he premiered it on the Kelly Clarkson show because, you know, wait, he did you? it live. Uh, well, no, he played a clip, but he introduced it. He's like, uh, "Well, I'll, I'll play you the intro, uh, please." This is from our friend Vin Diesel, who actually has a new single dropping today. Check this out. Kelly, I am so honored. To be able to debut my music. By the way, my fiance pointed out that Kelly Clarkson uh, looks like a dwarf, and now it's all I can see when I look at her, and it's like oh. it's so it's so hard for, for me not to oh, see that. Man. It's all I can see. 
Uh, great singer, though. Anyway, here's Vin Diesel. I, yeah. Dwarves are hot, though. On your show. Because you, since you first won Idol, and till today have somehow maintained your authenticity, I am blessed that on a year that I would normally be on. I feel like it's a power move to talk that slow because you just like assume that everyone's yeah. hanging on your every word all the time. I mean, and to be honest, I am. Yeah. I, yeah. I there's something. I, the I texture. Fo- oh, go ahead. Sorry. I can't follow. Like when people talk that slow, I, I my brain doesn't make it into a sentence. Yeah. 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 My ADD kicks I, in I, and I start trying to finish their sentences for them. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I do find myself being relatively impatient with slow speakers because I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's it's ADD. But with him, uh, he has such an interesting texture to his voice. It's mm-hmm. like he talks in like Mongolian throat singing. Yeah, and he talks like he's so, he's he's doing the spoken word part in like a soul song about how he's gonna yeah. lay you down and blow yeah, out yeah, your back yeah. walls. Yeah, on a movie set, and as you know, that's not possible. I've had another creative outlet, another way to show you or share with you my heart. Jesus. And to that end. Which is funny because. What was that last noise? (laughs) That last noise. Did he just grunt? Is he a fucking demon? What's going on? Like there was one that was just straight up just. Was that the, was that a word? I don't Play know. Play that back. Go back a little bit. Okay, about okay. five seconds. Okay. And to that end. What, 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 what was that? He just said he said um, but it was sounded like uh, his. Even his fucking like ums are like guttural fucking throat singings. That's amazing. Yeah. Dang. Go. So uh, I am now going to debut. The first song on Kygo's label feels like I do. I hope you like it. All right, well, that was a sweet message, Vin Diesel. Thank you for the sweet words. And before we get to the music, I just want to say thank you so much to all my guests this hour. Queen Latifah, Sabrina Carpenter, Machine Gun Kelly, Brenda Gant, and Terrell. Now, without further ado, here's a... By the way, like you have to picture that the... I, I wish we could do a screen share, but like all the studio audience is... Mm-hmm. Like people on a Zoom call. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and there, it's not like a normal studio audience where you can only sort of see heads and people clapping. It's like you're seeing like full torso, full like faces. large shots. Like they're almost as yep. big as Kelly Clarkson. So, uh, yeah. Creepy. Sneak peek of Vince's collaboration with Kygo. Feel like I do. Jesus Christ. I don't understand. I mean, he sounds fine when you just like auto-tune the shit out of his voice. I just like don't understand what his voice is in that. Like, now he has a different accent? (laughs) Yeah. I have a question. I have another question. Yes, go on. Is Vin Diesel the rock? 
Uh, no, they actually don't like each other. I think probably because people ask stuff like that, you know? Really? Gets them real mad. I mean, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Well, like, I, I mean, I knew that, but I was just being a jerk. No, but they actually, I like, they had, they, they had beef on, uh, on Fast and the Furious. Why? Because they, who had the biggest muscles? Like, I don't know. The, the, I mean, if you're Vin Diesel and you're like five foot eight and, you know, you've been an action star because of Fast and the Furious and then they bring in, uh, the rock who's like a six foot five wrestler. Cause you know, to be yeah. like in the movie with you, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that does suck, but I mean, it's not like Vin Diesel doesn't, you know, already have like a, a, a whole career. I mean, you know, he does yeah. other shit. Sorta. I feel like he kind of stopped. If I was... He does those Riddick movies. I eh. think if I was Vin Diesel, I would feel resentful towards the rock. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I I I I I get it. I resent it all men this... taller than me. Who is? I said I resent all men taller than me. <laughs> oh, not me though. You love mm. me. Yeah, I mean a little bit. I had to get over it at first. Yeah, but it took you a few years, but now yeah. you love me. Yeah. Cuz you realize that I might be tall, but inside my my soul is uh short and stocky and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one time my mom saw Vin Diesel while driving like when i was a kid and uh-huh. she came home and she's like i saw vin diesel on the freeway and i followed him in my car and then he started driving faster so then i started <laughs> driving faster your mom stalked vin diesel for a little bit yeah that saw- you know that has to happen a lot to vin diesel but usually it's not like you know jessica seeley's mom it's usually people who are like see him in the fast and the furious movies and they want to race <laughs> That yeah. sucks. Yeah, no, that's how Paul Walker just... died. Dude, that would be like if everywhere <laughs> I went, everyone was just trying to get me to eat their asshole. Because <laughs> they're like, well, that's his thing. It's eating asshole, right? <laughs> and they just like spread their, their ass cheeks to me. And I'm like, dude, I, 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 that, that's just a job. That's just, just my that's just a job that I Just girls at the beach have. dumping dirt on themselves. No, no. Look, I'm sinking. <laughs> look, I'm drowning. I'm drowning in quicksand. No, I know, but I'm not... Oh, fine. And then I just start masturbating and eating their asshole as they as they sink. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you get COVID from a butt? Oh, probably. Yeah, let's get more of that. Sorry, I just thought you needed more of the song. Probably not, but no, it's No, I mean, I pretty much get it. Uh, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I find his just a uh, normal speaking voice more musical than than the attempt at music. Yeah. Like Honestly, I could, I would love to hear him because j- he has this uh, magical way of uh, whispering and yelling at the exact same time. Mm. Like that's that is his voice. It's just like this, like he is fucking shrieking at me, but in a in a whisper. Yeah. It's, uh, he, I mm. always used to be obsessed with his like Facebook posts because they're all always like super pretentious, and he always talks uh, in like ellipses where it's like mm-hmm. a few words dot dot dot, a few more words dot dot dot. Yeah, Some more yeah words, it's because that's dot, how he dot, talks dot. in and real then, life. And I was like, oh no, that's actually how he talks in life. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to have the same impact in his speech that he has on text. And so he's like, I'm just going to fucking write like I talk, which is uh, a lot of ellipses. He's an ellipses guy. This guy loves a pregnant pause. Yeah. It's so boring. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like have more i don't know i'm in kind of a weird mood because i i've been pooing all day mm, and i just uh-huh. i feel like talking about vin diesel i'm just like i'm just so disappointed in him really in life. <laughs> what Why? what do you think he should do differently what do you do i just like i'm just there's nothing he can do like 
I just feel like him and The Rock, to be honest, like yeah. they're so known for their big bald heads, but they don't they don't have good shaped heads. Yeah, they do have mm. weird kind of like they nubby dickheads. Weird heads. Yeah, and some people think... have nice shaped heads. Well, I feel like they... it's harder for The Rock because I'm sure he's been taking a ton of uh, human growth hormone, and it does yeah tend to make your skull yeah. bigger. Yeah, the the rock skull is just getting bigger and bigger. He used to actually have this very nice shaped kind of like oval skull going on, um, but now he has like a stupid round circle face and like kind of like a, a nubby alien skull. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's very very Barry Bonds. I saw, I'm so scared. Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to explode at some point, right? <laughs> Things I just wonder, can't get, keep getting bigger. Like if you get a bigger skull, does it make you? Smarter, like, did, no. Well, yeah, it, bigger skull make you smart better because more brain. But like, doesn't if when you, you have if when you have more brain, you're more smart. Bigger, wouldn't you have your brain have more like space to move around? Like, wouldn't you be more susceptible to like CTE because there's it's like having a loose helmet on, kind of. Like, no, your but brain if, would be it, the same size, right? No, but no, you have bigger brain if you have bigger skull. Oh, okay, because then brain can grow bigger. Okay, I think that's true, but I don't think big brain is more smart. Big brain more smart. No, big because, brain not. I don't no. know. My my boyfriend has really little head. Uh-huh. I call I I call him a Zika head. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But we only use ten percent of we only use ten percent of brain. Yeah. We don't use. We, Have we, you guys we, seen that movie Lucy? Yeah, no. it's like Lucy. It's like it's like Lucy. More brain. If you Lucy if you, use Lucy he, use whole brain. She, uh, yeah, Lucy use hundred percent brain. That's actually when where this use, character was born in, in the discussion of Lucy. That's <laughs> accidental yeah, callback. When I wrote script for Lucy, uh, and I decided to make hundred percent brain, and now uh, when I see uh, Rock, Mister Rock, Mister Rock, his skull big, and I know he got more brain. Okay, bye. Brains. <laughs> I mean, like brains are like wieners. Like there's a you know you can be a grower or a shower. Like if you have a yeah small skull, it's just you have a really more like dense wrinkly brain. Whereas yeah. like if it's bigger, the brain could just like it's got more room to roam. It's like smooth out. So that's like. That's more of yeah, the you shower can't get brain. Enough, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get enough blood to the brain. Just like if you have a really, really big dick, you can't get enough blood to get hard. That's what you're if, saying, right? If you drink mm. too much alcohol, your brain gets all smooth. Yeah, that's oh, true. Man. That's true. Yeah. But then it's easier, yeah. To, it's easier to clean in there, though. You get... And if and if you're Jewish, if you're Jewish, uh, when you're born, they give you a, a prefrontal lobotomy as a circumcision. All right, we're just... We're just playing. We're just playing some games here. Having a good time. Sometimes you, you know. take the I, metaphor too far, you know. Yeah, I you think, do. I think the COVID tests gave, accidentally gave me a little, but little, little lobotomy. Yeah, yeah, that's true though, because like everyone I know who's taken like the um, inside the nose test, um, they've everyone's had some sort of adverse effect where they're just like really uncomfortable. Like it doesn't seem it's like it gnarly. was gnarly. And like I, I didn't have the one where they shove it all the way back. They just like did it in a circle like way up high in my yeah. nostril but it made my eyes like water harder than like any, my eyes just like watered uncontrollably for the next five minutes yeah. it was so weird oh that sucks dude i i've only had the cheek swab test and uh it was very comfortable yeah cheek swab what the hell were you doing like ancestry.com covid test no it's like it's like uh, you around <laughs> your cheeks and your mouth and your gums you just that, kind of like swab all over come on that doesn't work I, hey, you know what? Fucking, you know, I I tested negative, so I choose to believe it did work. I'm getting one of those tomorrow morning. 
Because oh, why was, are you going I somewhere? Supposed, <clears throat> I was supposed to be staying with my family actually right now, but then I talked to my dad and I was like, "Dad, I can't stop pooing. I don't <laughs> think it's COVID, but I don't know." Yeah. So I'm gonna go see. I'm. I've been really anxious too, which makes me poo a lot. But yeah. I just yeah. feel like sh- I just feel like shit, dude. So I'm gonna go get a COVID test so that I can stay with my family because my brother's in town from Seattle. Yeah. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy though. I don't want to kill my family. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's bad. my number one concern. Is uh, as long as my family lives, every other family can die. But, but the- I really, <laughs> I really don't want to hurt my family. But if that's- they do die, you get their stuff. But that, yeah, uh, but it's is it worth it though? You know, depends that, on I the mean, stuff. I guess it does depend on the stuff. That's true. I don't, I don't really give a shit about stuff that much. It's yeah. weird. Well, me too. It's I neither, like, but that's because my family have doesn't a, have stuff. I have yeah. a TV. You know, like yeah, yeah I already have else? a TV. I have a TV already. Uh, Surfboard. You got a roof rack. What else do you need? Yeah, all you need is some fucking tunes, like some waves some and whatever. Waves. Yeah, there's the whole and the whole quote, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I mean, maybe maybe if my family had some fine art or something. Yeah. 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 But but my family's been having mental health stuff going on, so it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I gotta go down there mm. now because yeah. that's that's a risk. COVID's a risk, but that's a risk. Yeah. And you already inherited that, so it doesn't even matter like whether they, you know. Yeah, you give me you give me a fucked up brain, I come down and give you COVID. <laughs> yeah, that is fair. Fair is fair. It's a good trade. Um Matt. Well, I I have a topic. Oh, I was, yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. You I was going to I was going to segue it, but you got it. It's all you, man. I already got it, dude. I already Sick. fucking I just grabbed the inbound pass before and you could even you throw do, it. Whatever you guys do, whatever you guys do, I'll fuck it up. Oh, no, I'm, like, I'm excited about that because, uh, you know, uh, it's very rare that I come to the show with uh, content. Um, and every time I think like, oh, this is so exciting. I'm going to like talk about something and whatnot. Usually the conversation ends so much quicker than I thought because mm-hmm. no one has any real thoughts about it. So let's let's try this out. Yeah. Um, I first of all, I just completed um, both seasons of Cobra Kai. Mm hmm on uh netflix and that is i think one of my favorite shows of this year have you guys watched cobra kai i've seen uh the first season and most of the second season it started to get a little soap opera towards the end but i have not seen the third season i really liked like Thir- third season's re- not out yet really liked uh the first two and a half or whatever i watched uh, yeah you watch one and a half because uh, there's only two seasons out now third season 2021 oh um, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Third season is not out yet. Okay. Um, um I watched it back when it was just on YouTube. So oh, wow. I have, which is kind of a bummer because now we're in quarantine and everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, I already saw it. Yeah. I bought, yeah. I bought like YouTube Red or whatever so I could watch it. Same, oh, interesting. Same, so you were same. one of the... You're one of the people who watched it when it was on YouTube Red. Because I remember when it was on YouTube Red, um, I, you know, heard the premise of it and I was just like... Yeah, maybe a funnier die sketch, but not a whole fucking right. show. Yeah, it sounded um, like a dumb idea. Yeah, it just sounded like uh like dumb fan service, and I was like, uh, again, it's like it's kind of the Bill and Ted three thing where I'm like, but really, are the fans asking for this? See, but here's I'm not. the here's the difference, uh, and, and like this was my, my problem with uh Bill and Ted three 
was that mm-hmm. like they supposedly grew up and then they had them be the exact same dudes. Whereas yes. like yes. the entire premise of Cobra Kai is like, what would Billy Zabka actually be like as a grown up? And they did it like super honestly and like super realistically. And he yeah. is shockingly like a way better actor than you would when you than you would yes. ever expect. And He's, like, he oh. is incredible. Yeah. And, and yeah, they just they they make the characters human. Uh, and they also, I mean, the, the story itself really does lend itself to kind of like a, you know, a TV, uh, a TV series, like in terms of like, you know, you watch any kind of like kids fucking movie about karate or about whatever. And, you know, characters are relatively black and white, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, who your bad guys are and your good guys are. And in the show, you really get to kind of like see the, uh, nuances of bad yeah. kids, uh, and, and what happens to you when you kind of like, uh, grow up being a shithead. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just, it was, it's just done. Like maybe what if you were so Billy well Zabka done. and you had this thing and that was the only thing you had going in your life. And then this fucking dickhead from Racita yeah. comes in and, uh, and ruins it. Becomes- yeah. It's just, it's, and it's, he kicked him in the face. He did kick him in the face. He kicked him in the face and we all kind of just forgave it because we were yeah, just we like, were like oh. oh, we were all like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know? I, uh, but to be fair, um, the rules of karate, I still don't get. Uh, it's It seems like, you know, there's there's contact that is allowed and isn't allowed. And I don't know yeah. how you get points. Every time I watch a Karate Kid movie, that to me is the part where I'm the most confused. But um, but yeah, like William Zabka's character uh you know the johnny character is just uh it's just so compelling because he mm-hmm. they, they wrote him so perfectly he's like he's such a loser who like he clearly peaked in high school uh he listens to all the same bands that he listened to in high school he has the same fashion sense he uh i mean it just they wrote him great and i just love the show and, and he's so vulnerable too yeah yeah i mean because he's like a, they, they write him as a real dude they, and yeah. and it's like that like vin said is the big difference between uh like bill and ted 3 which is just total fan service it's, and it's weird that i didn't make the bill and ted 3 connection but like uh, cobra kai is the exact version of bill and ted 3 that i wanted kind of the, yeah yeah that's what i would have enjoyed i yeah. i completely agree and they both are uh kids shows i mean they're both i mean obviously cobra kai is also for adults but like it is also about I mean, a group of high school kids you know and war yeah. and karate dojos and it's you, essentially you a kids movie you definitely t- can't show. make like bill and ted three or like a you know a karate kids sequel and then like when somebody criticizes it your dodge is like oh but it's a kids movie and it's like no right. it's not this is for fucking 30 year olds no one else remembers yeah. fucking karate yeah Kid exactly no yeah kids are not asking yeah. for more bill and ted's no they, they like, don't know bill and Ted. Uh, w- w- when's there gonna be a new karate kid no, <laughs> yeah they're fucking playing yeah. their tap they're playing they're watching preston the minecraft influencer but like yeah matt you're right like not not only did it make it interesting like what makes the bad kids good or the yeah. bad kids bad yeah, like it, it's like with the adults. It, yes, <clears throat> it had you know like it was so great because adults are all like just tw- you know twisted. All, yeah, yeah. <laughs> adults, adults are twisted, and I mean, adults are um, essentially you know parenthood 
includes a lot of making shit up as you go along and like making a bunch of mistakes and uh and also just because you're an adult doesn't mean you know shit you know it doesn't mean especially that especially in you, the 80s uh, when you're like probably uh, uh you know you're like you're like have a cigarette dangling out of your mouth as you light the birthday candles and spray that right, like, super exactly. flammable silly string around the room <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and it's just, it's interesting to see kind of uh, the growth of all the characters and kind of, uh, and the drama is just really good. It's like, it's, you it's, know, it's, it's, I, it's really captivating. You know what else is interesting to me is uh, like when you watch the first Karate Kid and you had to mm-hmm. like, if you, if someone had you guess how old uh, Ralph Macchio was when he filmed that, you'd be like, oh, he's like, I don't know, 13, 14. And then right. he was like, he was like 22. <laughs> Or something like yeah. that, and then like yeah, yeah, yeah. as a grown up, he still I feel like he must have some sort of uh, glandular thing because he still he looks like a, a little boy even though he's like fifty something somehow. Well, I mean, I I I definitely see the age. Uh, a lot of I people mean, have said that he yeah you see well, the age. Ba- he just has a baby face. He he yeah, has a baby but face, also but it's baby yeah. body too. That's true. He he has he does have kind of like a. He's all baby. He's like mostly made of baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, He's like a and baby is, with like grace double sometimes. Which know? is why uh, in Karate Kid 3... Um, that's when you start to see, uh, like he's probably what, like 32 in that <laughs> yeah. one? And that's when you kind of start to see... Um, like age is attempting to do its thing on him and it just gives him kind of a round circle face Uh um i've said round circle face twice now on this podcast but he has kind of more of a he has like more somehow he has more baby fat in karate kid 3 than he does in the first one bj armstrong had the same thing when he showed up in the jordan documentary and it was like oh yeah he looked 14 when he played in the nba and now that he's 50 he still looks like that but with like a few gray hairs yeah, yeah, it is. It is some people, you know, some people age weird. But um, because I finished, um, what do you call it, uh, Cobra, Kai. Co- Cobra Kai, I I got like this jonesing, and I was like, I'm gonna watch uh, Karate Kid, and so I watched all three Ralph Macchio Karate Kid movies. You didn't watch the um, Hillary Swank one. I didn't because I, I just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, okay. But that is that is going to be the next one. I used to have um, a big crush on Hillary Swank after she did the Karate Kid movie. At, oh yeah, I mean she's a a girl doing karate. This is like <laughs> your dream. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it makes total sense. I don't do karate, uh, Matt. <laughs> Girls doing karate. Oh, oh, now my dick is hard. That's my impression of you. Oh, my dick. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I do say that. I get angry. When oh, I... my dick. Yeah. Very tonal. You have a very tonal horny. Um, but what, I what does Vin all... Diesel sound like when he gets horny? It's like... the exact same thing. Oh, my oh, dick. Have, have you guys seen uh, The Art of Self Defense? No, like, what's yeah. that? With with evil Michael Sarah. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't see that. It was kind of good. Yeah, I just yeah. Is it, it's a karate movie. Yeah, karate. Yeah. I wanted. Yeah, I, I was intrigued, but I also like wanted more somehow. It was kind of. You're like more karate. <laughs> well, it was kind of like they did. They did like funny things where they sort of broke down. Uh, it had like this sort of like semi self aware dialogue, like the stylized. Mm dialogue and i kind of was like expecting it to have something to say like about martial arts more than it did and it was kind of just like oh no we're kind of trying to do like a quasi wes anderson thing here right sounds like you're a fucking nerd vince yeah it's true 
oh, karate, my dick. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't totally sure, like, like obviously there was some stuff about like masculinity and like uh mm -hmm. all and like all of that but uh i wasn't really sure what they were trying to say about guns yeah, yeah. i yeah. say yeah but i haven't seen it i just <laughs> anyway. i went yeah because i'm like you now, know what do you think what do you think about what they were trying to say about guns oh uh, i just thought they had a thing about they're like uh they i mean <laughs> what what can you say about guns these i mean after sandy hook uh <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Good point. Oh, have you guys seen that documentary about Pepe the Frog? I haven't, but I actually am talking about <laughs> something. Go Hold ahead. On. Man. Go ahead. Man. All right. I have uh, watched all three Karate Kids. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, no, no, don't worry about it. Like usually, this podcast we just talk about whatever. I came in here like hot to trot about this theory I have. Um. So, I didn't know you had a theory. I didn't no, know. No, I should have opened with I have a theory about Karate Kid. Um my my theory is that uh it is um it is anti-US imperialist agitprop and anti-capitalist agitprop and uh that the movie is like secret woke. Um and I just I just want to just I I know doing a woke analysis of anything mm. is very annoying. There was um, a, and I'm probably probably there was wrong. a real Mr. Miyagi who like saved a bunch of people in Okinawa, like saved a bunch of people in a cave. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, and he was a karate guy. I don't know if they knew that or not, which is weird, but uh yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know and I, and I actually I tried to do a little bit of research on the writer to see if there is anything that would give away kind of like uh the intention um but uh can you say why you yeah so so the reason why is 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 i'm not saying that the movie in general is like um i mean it's a kid's movie about karate that's mostly mm -hmm. mostly what it is but there's these moments in the movie that i did not catch as a kid that looking back on uh i'm kind of like shocked that that they included it in the movie and it actually if you if you look back on it from the context of the time you realize like this movie was actually saying a lot more um kind of in the world building than uh than meets the eye so for example uh first let's talk about karate kid one right so obviously like the johnny lawrence versus daniel larusso like message is kind of like obvious mm -hmm. class war mm -hmm. shit you know daniel larusso is like a poor kid um you know from reseda and johnny lawrence is a rich kid from uh encino and you know it's rich rich kid versus poor kid you know uh, that that's obvious right but who's the real villain of karate kid one uh, john crease right yeah and who is john crease John Kreese, all right, John fucking Kreese uh, is a, uh, he's introduced as an ex-Green Beret who served in Vietnam and uh, was like basically shown a picture of him looking like in like camo gear and shit like that. And I was thinking like in any other 80s movie, the military guy is not going to be the worst person right you know what yeah, i mean yeah like there, there's oh. something there's something about that where you're just like that is kind of wild because it's like you know fucking red dawn and like mm -hmm. like think about all these like 80s movies especially with action like the military uh and militarism is like that's looked at as a plus he yeah. is it, instead they can show also, him can i also for what say he is 
Can I also say that like John Kreese yeah. would make a really good uh, like trans porn name? Like I feel like I feel like <laughs> Buck Angel should be named John Kreese. <laughs> no, you cannot say that. You, you you should have started with can I say this uh really uh questionable transphobic thing for no, I'm just kidding. What? no no I'm just playing with you dude I'm doing a woke analysis though so this this is uh you're running counter to my what I have an idea for the podcast which is you guys send each other your porn search history <laughs> mm. and and then you guys analyze the wokeness of each other's porn pornness oh I wouldn't do that because uh <laughs> Well, anyways, let's move on. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I just thought what was interesting about John Kreese's character is that he is <laughs> he's a, a Vietnam vet who is openly racist, um, and uh, he is treated. I mean, he's he's a villain, and and that already I thought was like okay, that's something. But then let's talk about the scene where Mr. Miyagi is drunk. This is a scene that I like saw as a kid. But I didn't really put the pieces together because they do it very subtly. He was singing Mia- like what was his song that he was singing? Uh, I don't I don't remember the song that he was singing. I thought it was something in, in uh I think it was like a military song. It was like yeah. a, a a song from when he served uh in the U.S. military during World War II. So he's drunk. He's singing this song. I think he's wearing like his like you know fucking Medal of Honor shit like that. Um, and. He is, uh, Daniel LaRusso shows up and he's kind of like half telling a story. Uh, and basically the story that he tells is about how his wife, uh, died in childbirth because they couldn't get a doctor, uh, in time. So, and then he picks up a newspaper and when he picks up the newspaper, it says on it that basically uh, it talks about the internment camps, Japanese internment camps and all of the Japanese people who relocated. What happened to Mr. Miyagi's wife is that she was a relocated to an internment camp while pregnant. And then she, during childbirth, they just did not give her adequate resources to have a baby. That is a plot point in a fucking kid's karate movie. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's wild. Like that is something that uh, Dude, I fucking have chills right now. Isn't that crazy? Like <laughs> it's like that's I, I'm why telling Daniel you. LaRusso needed to kick Johnny Lawrence's ass, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, he 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 probably to, you to, know Johnny Lawrence's dad avenge the soul of Mr. Miyagi's wife and daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dead babies. That's dude. why they. That's why he didn't get in trouble for kicking him in the face because they were like, yeah, dude, but come on, they're we're yeah. not gonna penalize. That guy, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's dad yeah. was uh, one of the soldiers at the internment camp. But it's like, like that that detail is something that, uh, re-watching it, I was like, that is fucking wild. Like, why would they have that? So then then I watched Karate Kid 2. And so, have you guys seen Karate Kid 2? Yeah, they go to Okinawa and everybody's driving old uh, American cars like Cuba. Yes, but here's what's I interesting. I haven't seen it. So and then it, there's a bonsai takes, tree and it goes, it falls down like a big hole and they have to go rescue the tree from the big that's hole. That's Karate Kid 3, bro. Oh, is it? Fuck. You are I mixing them up. I haven't, I haven't seen up. the rest, so I'm, I'm just going to tell you. All right, so listen. I'll tell you everything. Now, so I'll just, I'll just let you talk and then I'll just. No, listen. I mean, you know, you can say whatever. Uh, but in Karate Kid 2, uh, it takes place in Okinawa and um the plot itself, uh, you know, again, is kind of like it's got the shades of like the obvious shit, you know, mm-hmm. like the bad guy is uh, the landlord of uh, the town where 
Mr. Miyagi grew up with. It was also his his old best friend. His old best friend um, was supposed to uh, marry this girl in an arranged marriage, but Mr. Miyagi was in love with with her, and he announced his love, and then they became enemies, and then he fled the country. Kind of a these also, by the way, part two and three are not great movies. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, that's some of it. But what's it was interesting about uh, Karate Kid two was that uh, on the plane to Okinawa. Um, uh, Daniel LaRusso is looking through uh, a map of Okinawa and uh, Miyagi tells him the name of the town where he grew up and he's like I'm looking for it on this map and I don't see it anywhere all I see is like uh, all these air bases so they go to Okinawa and they try to go to his old town and it has actually been relocated completely because uh, it, it is a fucking uh, now it is a US air base there are apparently um like like Okinawa has been occupied since 1945 yeah. yeah and this is something that i i didn't actually know like you know i kind of you know that like the us has military bases all over you know parts of you know like western europe and stuff like that and like kind of all over the country and whatnot but i did not know that Okinawa at to this day 20% is is american territory you clearly have never read how to hide an american empire bro dude oh, I, I i i clearly have book. not it's a good book. Uh, yeah we gotta, you know, we, we gotta read that dude yeah but it's good my yeah. boyfriend is half japanese and half yeah. okinawan mm-hmm. um and uh like his uncle owns okie dog mm. Have you have you guys been to that place? It's kind of like yeah. an epic, epic sort of punk hot dog. Yeah, spot. actually, the yeah, only yeah. reason I know it is because it's in the end of a sad no effects song about all the punk singers who have killed themselves. Yeah, and if you <laughs> visit Okie Dog, like his uncle's always sitting outside, and he he is kind of like a, a Mr. Miyagi character, but he he's and he was also a Vietnam War vet and all this stuff and like crazy. Um, my boyfriend's family is like really interesting, like because his mom. My boyfriend's mom uh, passed away. She was super old. She had him in her 40s. Mm. Um, but like, I'll like ask him, I'm like, oh, is your, has any of your family been in internment camps and stuff like that? And he would just be like, yeah, they wish. What? Because they were like in Japan. Oh, were, like, yeah. That's worse. And like his mom, like, like, like was actually running away from like the a-bomb or whatever as a child and like put her put her put her little sister on her back and like ran for the mountains like as a child oh yeah human shield damn no dude oh oh, no different thing no dude no bro no dude not during my woke analysis bro come on no dude no lame dude we You have you have more woke analysis though. Yeah, I have a little bit more. Okay, okay. A woke analysis <laughs> of woke analysis. Yeah, woke yeah, na- yeah. Uh, more like woke analysis. Yeah, All right. Anyways, yeah, 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 so and then, and then recently he he hired like an Okinawa band to like uh-huh. play in the park for his uncle, and their music is really sick. They're like. That's sick. So Okinawa, it's like you're kind of Japanese, but also kind of Hawaiian a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of islandy, but yeah. I, I was just, I just wanted to interrupt Matt because, <laughs> I know, I know you do. <laughs> I know you want that more than anything. No, I just miss you. Okay, Matt, go this ahead. is this is why I don't do content. Um, okay, so more. So, 
when I was just reading up about kind of like the occupation of Okinawa and like all the problems, number one is like there are constant protests on Okinawa to get them the fuck out. Like the closest they got <laughs> I love was that Karate Kid changer. Do I watch the Karate Kid movies and it fucking yeah, changed no. my whole perspective on shit? It's pretty no, crazy. it did, dude. It made me realize that like fucking U.S. Empire is fucking everywhere and awful, dude. No, straight yeah. up though. Like it, it is kind of again. This is like these are '80s movies, man. This is Reagan times. Like it yeah. is wild to have these undertones. True. Um, so, and one of the things that I was reading about in terms of like what was going on in uh, Okinawa, you know, uh, during, I mean, d the continued occupation is number one, uh, and this is kind of might seem ticky tacky, but uh, number one was noise pollution. There's fucking helicopters, US yeah. helicopters flying fucking everywhere. They own so much of the land too that they, and airspace that they can just kind of like, they have free reign on the island. It's, and, and also roving bands of, fucking uh u.s soldiers cause all sorts of trouble right and i was just like i was just reading about it i was like that's fucking that's wild you know there was like you know including like sexual assault that's happened the sex trade industry is is huge huge there um and so then as i continued to watch the fucking movie man like there's a scene where where daniel and yuki who's like his the love interest of mm -hmm. of that one they're walking through why like is this... he uh did he did it ever say why he dumped uh what's her she face? dumped him Allie. oh yeah was she it because dumped, he, she dumped him because he broke the guy's nose in the bar or whatever no that's from part three motherfucker that's <laughs> and that's a different chick oh. that's a chick who works at a pottery barn or some shit oh. and she moves okay. doesn't matter okay <laughs> okay so she, uh, so Daniel and Yuki are walking in like the city. I don't, I, 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 some city in Okinawa. So, but the um, first girl, he, she, Allie. He's yeah, he stole Allie from Johnny Lawrence, and then she from dumped Johnny him? Lawrence. You well, what happens in the beginning of part two? Uh, Jesus Christ, you guys! Well, I want to know. Watch I want to know what happens in the relationship. Uh, it, uh, it starts. The beginning of the movie starts with, um, uh, or at least like ten minutes into the movie, he drives. Daniel drives over in his like you know beat up now um, yellow nice car, whatever the one that Miyagi gave him, and he's complaining about the fact that like. Allie didn't want to go to prom with him or Allie wanted to take some other guy. So basically they're just friends now oh, and sure. he's having frustrations. Um, and then one thing leads to another and he goes to Okinawa. Anyways, Daniel, Yuki walking downtown Okinawa. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, in the scene while they're, where they're talking about, you know, whatever the fuck in the background, you see clearly, um, U.S. soldiers uh, and just or just white men soliciting prostitution from uh, like different women. Like you see it in the background. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Like they're just walking, having this like conversation about like, uh, oh, you know, I really like karate or whatever the fuck. And and you see like solicitation of prostitution. Then they pass a bar and Yuki says to they get Daniel, to be lawyers like, after that. What do you mean? No, Jesus Christ. Is this a soliciting joke? I'm doing woke analysis. No, because they passed the bar and then they're like, no, oh, oh my God. They're like, I'm going to oh sue, the, I'm going to prosecute those soldiers for oh my soliciting sex work. They pass by a public house. Okay. okay? An, yeah. an Okinawa public house. I love that and term, Yuki, public house. Yuki, Yuki says to Daniel, don't go in there. We, we can't go in there. That place is bad, basically. Uh -huh. And it, like that place is dangerous. Don't go in there. And they go in 
And it is a bar where fucking U.S. military personnel hang out. And to me, that's wild. Not only that, but as they're walking, again, the streets of like downtown Okinawa, you see the bad guy in in the movie, like his like protege, the young guy that uh-huh. you know Daniel has to have a tournament with at the end, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, do a kata. Uh, yeah. So so their evil dojo is teaching a class, and you see it through the window. And the people that they are teaching class are straight up, and they say this out loud: uh, United States police force and military. Oh. Yes, yes. So they are teaching evil karate to the <laughs> police force yeah, well, you and gotta the teach, military. You can't teach bully. There's bully karate and then there's uh, yeah. Miyagi karate and his is yeah, not I, the bully this kind, is a, a it, which Yeah, well, it's a, I feel it's a like, bastardized version of Miyagi-Do, actually, sure, because okay. he actually learned... But uh, mm-hmm. we won't get into that. But then... But, in the third one, yes. Daniel does become the bully, though, doesn't he? Wasn't that? Yes, the... he does. But I am not there yet. Okay. Well. Okay. What? God, how I long? I didn't know he became the bully. Yeah. I'm. I'm almost done. Jesus Christ. So I. I mean, I'm just. I'm just saying the fact that they're doing. I mean, there are still to this day, um, you know, all sorts of like governments that train each other's police forces and like including like the Israeli government and the U.S. government do have this thing. I think it's called Deadly Exchange where (laughs) they basically they that should be a Steven Seagal movie. I I mean, Lopez. Yeah, it could be any of those guys, but I'm making a point. And Jennifer Lopez does Krav Maga. Yes, yes, sure, okay. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, is that like they're they're basically talking about like deadly exchange between uh, U.S. Uh, military and police force and evil karate dojo. Uh-huh. And I thought that was wild. And again, once again, this is the 1980s, and we're saying that the bad, scary guys are military people and military contractors and u.s police and evil karate and also sato the bad guy he is also a landlord and Mm -hmm. that's something there go ahead you have a you have a question jessica so how do these themes come out in the cobra kai series or do they uh they don't really um i don't know if they're connected although maybe i'll watch it again and see if i can see it through new eyes but for the most part it just seems like cobra kai is mostly about karate but like you know like also about redemption they're very different yeah. but I, i'm just saying the karate kid movies are are kind of yeah that's um cool. no that's good that and, you discovered that but what, all right so in number three karate kid three i don't have much on it basically karate kid three is the weirdest fucking movie i've ever seen okay but he uh, kar- he co- hooks up with john crease and the, or no it's like a new john crease huh it's like a different yeah, guy who's so kind of like john crease john crease john crease is down and out and he goes uh to this guy terry silver's house this is the guy who co-owns all of cobra kai uh-huh. um and he is the villain of of the of the movie basically uh john crease is like oh daniel larusso and this miyagi guy uh humiliated me so terry silver um uh, comes up with a long con in which they are going to pay a kid who's already really good at karate to fight Daniel for his title. Um, and then they're going to try to break Daniel up with Miyagi and Terry Silver is going to teach Daniel, but yeah, he's going to yeah. teach him. He's going to teach him bad guy karate. Teach him it's, evil it's a karate. very, 
Yeah, it's very it broke con- that guy's nose, and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, oh, dude, you're doing evil karate. This is not yeah, cool. yeah. He's doing evil karate, and that's not cool. And he realizes that. Um, for the most part, that is, you know, th- this movie doesn't have much going on. But uh, Terry Silver, the co-owner of Cobra Kai, is also a billionaire plutonium dealer. <laughs> uh, oh, and I like that. Yeah, and and like you see him like doing like plutonium deals and talking about like where he's gonna pour toxic waste in between this elaborate plan to trick to trick Daniel Larusso into giving. I, I mean, basically, he's tricking Daniel Larusso by giving him free karate lessons and then being like, "Psych." It's it's very strange. The movie makes no fucking sense. He's like you're um, doing karate for a think tank now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, also Terry Silver, uh, the, you know, billionaire, uh, fucking, you know, plutonium dealer, he spends the movie, um, pitting the working class against each other. He, number one, he pays this poor kid, uh, this, like he basically pays the bad guy, uh, to challenge Daniel to, um, to his title to defend his title in the tournament and that guy his entire motivation is i need to fight and beat daniel because this guy is going to give me a bunch of money and co-ownership of cobra kai if i do so he has no choice but to be bad because he's being paid to be bad Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. the guy that he punched in that nightclub that daniel punched he actually he got paid by Terry Silver to start shit with him because he wanted he was a daniel he was a crisis actor he was a crisis actor. He wanted Daniel to uh, to punch him, uh-huh. uh, and you know that kid obviously was getting paid for it. Didn't Dude, know, and just, then also if he got punched in the face, he was like, "Where's my money?" And then they they took him away. So uh-huh. he, he didn't even get paid, dude. He got stiffed. That sounds Anyways, like some Trump shit right there, dude. That's, that's like your some Trump, Trump shit right there. You know, he would yeah, definitely so, Trump would definitely stiff his crisis actors. He'd be oh, like, for ah, sure. He didn't but he do a good enough job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I, I just want you to know I'm I'm resisting the urge to talk about taxes. <laughs> no, hey, you can. We can. You feel free. That is my woke analysis of Karate Kid: The Trilogy with Ralph Macchio. I'm just saying that there are themes, especially in one and two, that you would never see in in any other '80s movie. Would, and would you say I thought that, that was America is a land of contrast? I would, I would absolutely say that, Vince. Cool. America's a, a land of, of contrast. All right, all right. I feel like that's why I'm such a contrast. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're born here. You know, it's your you're American. American. Yeah. No, I really, I really am though. Like I'm so good and so evil at the same time. It's ridiculous. You no, embody the contrast of the land that birthed you. Yeah. But you're not evil. Why do you think you're evil? Uh, I'm. I like. I have white evil white devil oh yeah but we're all white devil no i just mean like the nature of the nature of my existence you know mm. uh the, the amazon purchases and the oh and sure the, the consumer and then i do like i've been brainwashed within this imperial nation but then like but then i i also like think karate's fun and that's what's good in me mm. yeah no i i feel you on that i feel you <laughs> Yeah, and I just want—I just want to be in the water and swim around and, and have. That's everything. not evil. That's not evil. Yeah, you're you're a land of contrast. Did you guys uh, did you watch the Brad Parscale video? Yes, I thought. Yes, I did. That was uh really enjoyable. Like it kind of hit every uh 
thing. <laughs> what do you? What, what do you? Did you? No. Did someone just DM you a picture of titties? No, I did, I couldn't. I couldn't think of what I was trying to say. And, but uh, uh, things yeah, good. Things, uh, thing things pretty much covered it. Things are good. No, and, it's like it starts with his like super Florida. Uh, wife is I guess that's his wife, right? That's so Brad. Yeah, Brad Parscale. For those of you who don't know, is the or was the former campaign manager for Donald Trump yeah. uh, up until the moment where there was that um, uh, that rally that happened in uh, where was that? Uh, it was the one that TikTok uh, like brigaded and fucked Tulsa. up Tulsa. Yeah, the rally in Tulsa it was supposed to have like it was like it had a million RSVPs or something, and then there was only like four thousand people there. And uh, uh, Parscale yeah. was like, he was bragging about how like, oh, dude, it's gonna be packed out, you know, mega, mega, mega. And then there was like nobody. And uh, yeah, I guess he got fired after that. Yeah, which, he got, uh, so he got fired. Beautiful. So then, um, and then like his wife called the police because uh you know he like he he was drunk and like they got in an argument and he like went inside with a gun or something and so there's yeah, like super normal florida shit yeah it was yeah it's extremely florida his wife is very much like she's got like the barfly voice you know when people get that like southern like barfly voice and no uh, do do an impression uh you know it's kind of like when you're like a lady vin diesel with a southern accent yeah 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 like oh, my husband's went inside and he my husband's inside with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> I got I, my husband. He don't say he gonna shoot me in the pussy. Can I? You want, me to, you want me to play an actual she, clip of it? If, she, if he shoot me in the pussy, then I ain't gonna be able to have no more babies. And that's like having a whole abortion because I got plenty of fresh eggs. <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to play a clip of her voice? Why? I just did a perfect impression, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Well, let's see how accurate it is. All right, all right it do is. it. Do it. a little while because he's, he's acting crazy. And so I went outside to the backyard and let him just, like, show up. Uh-huh. And he was just, like, going irate. And he, like, came out of his office, cocked a gun, went back, and was like, okay, this is, like, fucked up. So I went to the front yard. Yeah. Okay. She's got that voice that says, like, hey, we got in a fight because we've both been drinking and sitting uh, by the pool right. for the last, like, three days straight. And, yeah, 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 um, yeah. And so, you don't fuck my brother, and now I'm gonna fuck you. See this? This is why Trump Trump supporters rally together. I yeah, kind of what, I, I did appreciate the trashiness of it, and then and, and and you know, and then he comes out, uh, and he's shirtless with like some shorts that aren't swim trunks on, uh, you know, drinking a yeah, beer, and he's got those like pecs that are just round titties. <laughs> yeah. They look like he lifted like 10 years ago, but he's kind of let mm-hmm. himself go. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's then. just like, the muscle's st- still there. It just doesn't work anymore. Right. Um, and then, so, she, and they're both they're both doing the thing where you treat the police like they're going to, uh, you know, officiate your, your like, family yeah, yeah. argument. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the mediators that come in. And he's like, the thing about this bitch, here's what she was doing. And blah, 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 yeah, blah, right. Blah. And so, and you think, like, the cop is, like, just you know, going to chat with him. And he's literally just standing there shirtless, complaining about his wife, holding a beer, holding a beer. And this like five foot six cop comes around the end of the truck and just levels him, like just tackles him for no, it's beautiful. No reason at all. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, it's clearly like the amount of force that was used to get this guy down was, was like, 
are you guys doing this for the gram? Because I appreciate it. No, they're you doing know? it because like, they got called out to this guy's house. They're probably bored as hell. And they're like, yeah. look, if I'm coming out here, I'm at least going to just like level this, decleat this guy with the form tackle. You know what? You know what's so funny was how many people in like the comment section of like the video were like, um, that cop was a Democrat. <laughs> and and his wife is a Democrat too. And it's just like watching it, and you're just going like, uh, you think there's the cop needs a political reason to just no, fucking tackle this cop. shirtless he's doofus? He's doing exactly what cops do. Like that. Yeah. I feel like the show Cops has been their unofficial recruitment video for the last like 15 mm-hmm. years, and that show is 95 yes. percent just cops leveling shirtless dudes. Yeah, like literally, probable cause in Florida to get tackled is no shirt. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah, if you if you wear no shirt in Florida, a cop's just gonna tackle you and assume you're on meth or beating your wife. I got so sad. Like I I grew up a little bit conservative, you know, mm. so I didn't like have like an analysis of cops, you know, back to my evil white devil thing. Or or but, like or Karate I, Kid. Right, right, right. So I was watching um I was watching cops as a kid, and I remember getting so sad because there was this Jamaican guy. Yeah. And they were just like, they just came in and like was destroying all this shit. And he had weed, he had weed around and he was like, it's just an herb. It's just a plant. Yeah. And they were like, shut the fuck up. And yeah. I was just like, I was like, it's just a plant. Like yeah. I'm in the, I'm <laughs> like, I'm in the dare program. I don't do drugs. I never will. I signed a contract, but, right. um, <laughs> but he, but he says it's just a plant. Yeah, that, cop, no. that episode of Cops Karate Kidded you. It's the same thing with Matt. He started, like, yeah, dude, thinking about the you oppression. Got, I like you got radicalized by cops. I got radicalized by Karate Kid. You know, the point is, is that we're rad now. We're rad. Yeah. We're rad. Are um, we gonna? Yeah. No, go ahead. Are we gonna what? I was just gonna ask if we're gonna have a revolution, like overthrow the government, or no? Oh, mm, I don't know. I think there'll be. Uh, we're definitely doing the uh, like the, the the militias doing proxy war in the in the streets. I think. It seems yeah, like we're doing thing. some proxy war in the streets. Um, proxy and, civil war. Yeah, but the problem is, is like just the pro- a little mini, like just a little sideshow. But there's only one tiny little war. But there's only one proxy. I mean, in terms of like like. Whereas like MAGA chuds in the street and the alt-right and the Proud Boys are a Trump proxy, um, everyone else in the streets is not a proxy of a political party or kind of like a moneyed um, democratic institution. Like they, it's it's literally yeah, whatever, dude. You know AJ Plus. You're you're out there with your pallets. That's true. Of AJ Plus money, uh, trying That's to true. radicalize. It's me and Soros and uh, the Emir of Qatar, and we're all <laughs> just trying to, you know, we're all trying to just get people in the streets fighting, start another another civil war, dude. I'm a foreign agent now. Did you guys know that? Do you have to register? That's crazy. I don't have to, but the company I think has to, oh, and man. that basically makes me a uh, foreign agent, Matt. Dude, when they start uh, using the drones to to agent. kill people via algorithm, yeah. like you just got a lot of uh, oh hell yeah, scores. dude. You're dude. You know what would be so fucked up if they droned uh, this room because I put up all this sound insulation. Yeah, <laughs> and I wouldn't even hear it coming, which that is would- kind of sick. That would be a bummer. Sometimes I, I think about the secret police or the police that have been like cat- catching people in vans and stuff. And I yeah. think like, 
like about some of the stuff I've posted that's radical on the internet or even this interview. And it's like, if, if any cop like catches me or puts me in a van, I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm so important. Yeah. <laughs> no, you that's would feel you know good you've about arrived. it. Yeah. The, the, I would be like, I'm really do. I really mean something. You like know? if you, if you, if you found out that you had a file, uh, at the FBI, wouldn't you be kind of like, that's a credit. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like it, I'd be like, hell feather yeah. in your cap. It is a my, feather. My um, my the head of my American Cultural Studies department that I went to college at. He's like on some lists, and then he he's like on a big right winger list of like the the top ten most dangerous Americans or Jesus something. Jesus Christ! But he's just someone that like is constantly pushing for ethnic studies, <laughs> like. <laughs> clearly yeah. makes sense dude clearly anti-american well yeah he's trying to do white genocide yep you know what i really miss i i i miss being brigaded by nazis i because now i'm uh, like recently been just brigaded by right-wing israelis mm. and it's just not it's not oh. as fun because um it's it's because it, it's harder to explain to the layman why the why the the jews are fighting uh, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so like uh so it takes too much explanation whereas like i just fighting with nazis it's like oh you know why we're fighting that's clear but uh yeah i miss those days man yeah You're... my family's pretty pro-israel a lot a lot of them yeah live in live in israel and shit and it's it is really weird because like when you talk to them about it they're just like the holocaust Mm -hmm. and i'm like this this isn't that though yeah right i know it's it's hard to uh, it's very you know it takes time and you really gotta like be patient and and having the conversation and then also what i like to do is draw lines um early uh like if i'm talking to someone uh that i know like a parent where you go like well what would be too far for the israeli government to do like uh and usually there is a line that they have and then when you point out that they've crossed this line or they or you know they eventually do then you see them wiggle their way out of that and change the goalpost and that's that's the only reward you really get for all this work <laughs> um it's just constant pushback do you guys want to uh, have... hear a message that i got from uh from Ooh. a really mad um zionist on the internet yes absolutely okay yeah. So this person did a lot of research on me before, um, uh, you know, I guess, what do you call it? You know, uh, threatening me on the internet. If any Zionists um, are listening right now, uh, Matt's views uh, do not reflect the views of the Frotcast or Absolutely, me they do. They 100%. So Vince, all uh, he does all do the not, time is talking about uh, ending, uh, ending Israel. Do That's not his favorite swap thing. Me. Do not dox me. <laughs> uh, I will protect my, I will protect this house. Vince, well, you're the only one that can fight. So that's true. Care? That's well, true. I you can't you can't I'm choke tall. out you can't choke out a gun. That's very true. Um, so I mean, just uh, just for context, the reason that I got a bunch of uh, hate recently was I was uh, I did a video with uh, if not now, um, which is like uh, an anti-occupation uh, group of U.S. you know uh, of American Jews, and the, but the video wasn't about Israel at all. It was just like um, it was about a, a campaign that we're organizing to have Jews call their relatives in Florida and mm -hmm. convince them to vote 
uh, Democratic. I saw uh, it. It was great. Yeah, and I, I thought, I mean, it had nothing to do with Israel at, uh, whatsoever, but uh, uh, of course, you know, Zionist Twitter is fucking crazy, so they went after me, and this is what a guy wrote after apparently doing a lot of research into my life and knowing I was sober. He wrote, do you still, uh, do you still do coke at least? Because I'm coming to one of your shows, and I'd like to offer you a big fat bump. It'll be heroin though. Watch your back, token heeb. Which, <laughs> wow, all right. I've... I've never literally been threatened with a good time before, um, but it is kind of wild that like someone thinks the the best way to get back at me is to give me free heroin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's your loophole. And, you love that. Yeah, no, no I think literally. Right, though, what's that? I think they're right. Well, no, but here's the thing: if they were to offer me coke. I wouldn't take the Coke. So then they'd be like, well, I have all this heroin slash fake Coke and I don't know what to do with it. Then I'm certain that watch your back means uh, I'm going to like hold a gun to your head and make you do the heroin. And I think Jessica, you and I both know that is a freebie. That is not a relapse. If someone holds a gun to your head, you have to do it to save your life. That is a freebie. And I'm going to do it. You know, because don't martyr yourself for the drugs. That's just something we talk about all the time. Yeah. Anyways, so Matt, you don't get you don't get any freebies. You take the bullet. I'm not taking the bullet, dude. Hell no. Give me the heroin. If you got the gun, I'm doing the heroin. End of story. Matt, don't do heroin. Okay. I'm not gonna do it. But <laughs> if you have a gun, Jessica, if you, <laughs> Jessica Seely, buy a gun and heroin, point it at me and say you have to do it. What what other choice do I have? And by the way, Jessica, you can get both those things pretty cheap. I could send you links. But I'm just saying it doesn't count as a relapse if we hold guns at each other, pointed, and say, now you do drugs. I want to do drugs off the gun. Ooh. Hot. <laughs> I want to shoot the heroin Hot. into my veins with a gun. Yeah. It's just a bullet fo- if, filled with heroin. Yeah, no, if, you know how people fill their shotgun with rock salt, you know, to, yeah. as like a less lethal round? What if you just filled it with like heroin rocks? and then That would sh- work. And then you shot it at me. Dude, that would be a new bottom, dude. Because about- my bottom is, is putting a turkey baster in my asshole. Yeah. Well, but I'll- it would be tight. A new bottom was like rock salt heroin mm-hmm. shot directly into my stomach. I had a new bottom too, but the new one doesn't work that good either. Are you talking about your asshole? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You guys, I um, watched a show about ayahuasca, and I, like some people in the twelve steps, they do ayahuasca sometimes. Really? They're like, they're like, well, then they lose their time, but they're like, this is different. This is like a spiritual. Right. Yeah. And I think it's kind of legit because, like, if you do ayahuasca, you just like immediately shit yourself and do a ton of vomiting and stuff. Right. So it's not like a normal drug in you that should, way. Like, you yeah. You should be able you to petition them for credit like you can at co- with like a college credit. You should be able to petition <clears throat> your AA to be like, uh, I think I should well, get you this would, button back. You would talk to your you yeah. would talk to your sponsor about it. I mean that that's something where it, there's no you know everything is is sponsor based. You know, okay. it's like people you know there's there's also like people who take psychiatric medication that can also be abused. It's like yeah. you don't lose your fucking. Uh, you know your your clean time just because you have a uh, dual diagnosis, right? Mm. Um, but at the same time, I'm 
there, I find ayahuasca use uh, to be kind of questionable, but I don't judge anyone who's in recovery who does it. Um, yeah, or, me too. Well, also, like, you have to, don't you have to fly were, somewhere to do it? Yeah, and the the other thing is like the like shamans were like, when people are like having issues, we don't give them the ayahuasca. Like traditionally, the shamans take the ayahuasca, and then the shamans trip out, mm. and then we and then we sing to the sick person. What? And then that's the medicine is the song. Dude, that's a jip. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I want a drug song. Hey, uh, can we go to emails so we can, uh, you know. Oh, so we can get the fuck out of here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. You have loved ones, Vince. Great. I mean. Some of us now are. Now, let's uh, wrap it up. I just got to finish <laughs> cooking the dinner that I started at some point. Oh, some of us make healthy, delicious meals and <laughs> and aren't shitting out of our ass all day. Being <laughs> peeing soft serve poop those two things are not mutually exclusive because i do a lot of but he does do both it's a lot of the the same yeah all right go ahead emails your advice is always bad but tell me more about your dad oh god i am afraid to die emails vince hates butthole stuff um so this one's from uh, Schnitzel Bob. Uh, hey guys, this is more related to a recent Pod Yourself a Gun episode, but whatever. A tale you might mm. enjoy. When Why? I was 23, I went to New York for a Model UN conference. I, a yokel from rural Manitoba, had not really ever been to big Canadian cities, let alone the Big Apple. We got a discount and slept four to a room. The smell was terrible. So a normally $400 per night room was $50. So we were able to stay right by Times Square. The first day there, I needed an SD card for my digital camera. So I just walked around until I found a place that sold some. Walked into a place about a block from Times Square, went to the counter. Asked for an SD card, which the guy provides. There's no price though, so I ask how much. At this point, another customer in the store actively laughs. But I am a country dunce, so I duly pay when the guy tells me it's $80. I later walk by about 30 other places that were selling cards for $20. Anyway, mm. I was awed by New York, as you would be, and told everyone that they had to go at some point in their life and that the pizza was better than anything we could get at home. Maybe it, maybe Matt is right to call the listeners dumb piggies. Schnitzel Bob. Uh, P.S. He's not right to do that, and he's the dumbest piggy of them all. How dare he? You know, I was on board until that P.S., you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, everyone's a piggy but me. I'm smart. Uh, do you want to hear the voicemails that I haven't vetted? Yes, okay. I love unvetted voicemails. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, Grant here. Uh, obviously, we're all uh, pretty bummed right now about uh, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, but I know at least uh, we can take solace in the fact that uh, you know the the Jews, of course, run everything. So uh, we know we're going to get some ultra liberal. Uh, court justice in there somehow with some kind of back dealing um so i was curious say uh george soros calls you guys tomorrow and says hey uh vince or matt uh i'd like you to pick the next um supreme court justice uh from from your favorite members of the uh holly weird liberal elite uh who are you gonna choose is it uh could be brad pitt mel gibson um michael moore someone else everyone obviously loves uh, Mel Gibson. I don't know. <laughs> Brought on. 
I think that's a good. He's basically asking like which celebrity has the best politics that we, would be the best judge. Which is a mm-hmm. good question. I'm going with Walking Phoenix. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Married to a literal billionaire. Yeah, but that allows. But like literally so hot. Yeah, he's and also that means he, he's not owned by special interests. That's what being a billionaire means. <laughs> okay, okay. Everybody know that. Um, um, that's a good Michael choice. Moore. Michael Moore. You say Michael Moore. Sim- easy, easy. But he's not I mean, really. If, if you're talking about who has the best politics, well, he's of all not really a Hollywood elite. I guess he. I mean, I guess. You well, he it. named he named Michael Moore specifically of that list. Michael Moore. Also, Mel Gibson is like so right wing. <laughs> well, yeah. I like that he talked about the Hollywood Hollywood uh, uh, elite and the Jewish uh, liberal elite that controls everything, um, <laughs> and then was like, uh, and then picked three uh, goy actors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I have two choices. And one, and one raging anti-Semite. Well, very funny. Yeah. I love you, Grant. I'm gonna I love say you, Grant. I'm gonna say Michael Shannon. I don't know what Michael Shannon's politics yes. are, but uh, he's he's uh, I got bet that uh, he's vengeance. Got that, it's vengeance. I feel That's like he's his got politics. good politics, and I feel like he's he doesn't have anything to prove to anyone, and he's really tall yeah. and craggy looking. And I think we need uh, we need like a giant Joshua Tree of a man. Uh, in him. Well, he was Court. so great in Knives Out. Oh, he's. Fantastic. Was he, he in was Knives funny. Out? Wasn't he in Knives Out? I don't know. I blocked the whole movie out. I don't remember <laughs> if he was in Knives Out, but I love him and everything I've seen him in. I think he was. That sounds right. It sounds right, but I can't remember a thing he did in there that. There was too many people in that movie. You can't remember. Yeah, I really can't. But uh, Michael Shannon would be good. Uh, him with a gavel is very scary, Yeah, but I'm into it. Yeah. I feel like he could... You know, like... You get nostalgic for the old times when you could just say to like a politician, like, have you no decency, sir? And then it would be a thing like where they actually had a moment of self-reflection and then shit happened. And then now you can't do that anymore. But I feel like if Michael Shannon, you know, said that if he yelled it, he would like he would actually make Donald Trump have like a moment of shame in his life dude if that dude fucking yelled at me from inside of his car i would shit myself where i stood have we witnessed donald trump having a moment of shame not yet but i don't think michael shannon has ever yelled at him yeah it's very hard to tell whenever uh, if he ever feels shame i don't think he does feel shame. i'm gonna say a hard no hard no on shame i I feel like i want to change my answer because walking phoenix like sometimes he's kind of confusing yeah he's very confusing like he'll just be like don't take your jet to palm springs <laughs> yeah and yeah then it's like and then well, we'd be like what does that have to do with roe v wade yeah but uh, you know he occasionally mixes in um his weird uh kind of like bougie politics into real politics like when he won the academy award and he was like stop drinking milk and you're just like all right yeah but again he's married or he's like i think they're married he's married like to an actual billionaire's family so like he's probably not gonna ah he's fine yeah anyway um all right well that feels like yeah that was a that was a pod. Yeah. That counts as a pod. Jessica Seeley, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Uh, where can people Thanks find you? Thanks for having you? me. I yeah. feel insecure now because you, because I was your guest and you guys were like, that was technically an episode. No, that's every show. Every Great. show. Every show we end. Well, that counts. You yeah. know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Solid. So, um, final thoughts on Karate Kid, Matt. Um, final thoughts on Karate Kid. Woke. 
Oh, sol- yeah, I say it's a solid B plus, but uh, solid B plus, yeah. dude. All three Karate Kids, solid B plus, um, and very woke, despite the very obvious Orientalism that takes place throughout the entire movie. <laughs> what? When does this episode come out? Uh, tomorrow, today, tomorrow, tomorrow? as soon as we feel like Immediately? it. Immediately. Well, I want to say that I, I'm doing like uh, I'm selling mugs. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. On my. <laughs> I'm selling mugs on my Instagram to raise money for Act Blue, and the mugs say "Less Evil," mm-hmm. and it's all about a campaign of being okay with um, just choosing the the less evil option that you have available. Yeah, and I'm also going uh, live on Instagram every day at noon this week with mm. comedians. Nice. We uh, as we- part as part of that. That's that's really good. We also are selling mugs, and the 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 proceeds from our mugs, uh, it goes uh, to our effort to support uh, Hollywood pedophiles, uh, and just mm-hmm. like the the Hollywood pedophile cabal. Um, yeah, go it's to a bail, Teespring. It's a bail fund for Hollywood pedophiles. Go to Teespring dot com slash pedos are okay slash nambla slash. I'm sorry. No, you guys really buy my mugs, though. No, yeah, yeah I no, agree. Buy, buy, buy the mugs. So what's uh, I mean, what's some the, of the where, mu- where do we buy the, the mugs? Money's gonna go to, some of the money's going to go to pedophiles. If you go to my Instagram, <laughs> if you go to my, they're made in China, so too. Is that, if you go to is my that, Instagram, they're at they're in my bio. So is it Jay, yeah, so Jay Seeley? Jessica Seely on Instagram. Okay, got it, Go to got Jessica Seely on Instagram. Uh, noon Pacific Standard Time. Every day this week, she's going live with comedians to sell these mugs and to try to raise money. Because uh, guess what? Um, it's a two-person race, buddy. And uh, that's the reality. So, anyways, so I'm with get you. get into reality. Yeah. Jessica Seely, thank you so much for coming on. Uh Patreon.com slash broadcast for all the bonus episodes. You already know. Broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, or if you're, you know, if you're Snitchel Bob and you just want to talk shit about me in your postscript, uh, that's broadcast at gmail.com. Uh, Vince, what's the Google voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, good night and good chins.